Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. You've got me, Holly, chatting at you down the airwaves, which is actually just me laying on my bed talking into my phone, <laughs> um, which is, you know, constantly a strange thing. I think being a, a manifester, recognizing that in really such simple methods and such simple um like like unglorious ways our voices are able to have this enormous impact i mean there are thousands and thousands of listeners to each of these episodes uh we have over 200,000 downloads on the podcast um and in these moments where it's just me sitting talking without fancy technology without you know any kind of bells and whistles and really exciting stuff this just kind of blows my mind. This is one of those moments where as a manifester, I get to recognize the simplicity of my impact. So just wanted to drop that in there because every now and then when I open up to start recording podcasts, I have those moments. <laughs> I think it's worth informing you about. So I'm looking forward to recording today's podcast episode. I didn't know whether I was going to be able to, to be honest. Uh, if those of you who have been watching social media lately or uh, you are maybe on the email list, um, just a bit over a week ago, I was out hiking and managed to just very unspectacularly fall over uh, on some gravel right down at the base of a mountain. I was super, super close to my car and I just slipped in some extra gravel that was uh, on the path and I snapped my ankle. So for those out there who are medical people, I did a bimelliola fracture, uh, which means I have broken through the major bones on both sides of my ankle. Um, and so I have been home for a little while now. I was in hospital for quite some time. I had some major reconstructive surgery. I'm now full of plates and multiple pins, keeping my ankle together. Um, I had a pretty tricky time post-surgery just with, with pain management um, and eventually, eventually did get home and have begun my rather long road to recovery. So the team here at the Manifesto community have been so exceptional in um, keeping things running and, and keeping things moving. I know that you know, what most of you guys out there listening see or hear is my voice and my face. Um, but this is by no means a singular effort keeping this community running. This is, I, I rely so heavily on my team behind the scenes here. So enormous shout out to my team. Um, we have Erica, 
who is our customer support and our brand manager, our graphic designer. Um, she is the one who deals with you guys over emails. She kind of keeps all of the little bits and pieces running. Um, Erica has stepped in and, and taken care of so much over this last week or so. We also have Tasha that so many of you are familiar with. She's our systems manager. So um, she puts all of our products together and keeps everything on our platforms running smoothly. Um, she is an impressive problem solver and <laughs> will always find a solution to um, new things that we're creating and things that have somehow gone haywire. We also have Caro, who is our social media and community manager. She's also um, starting to work with me on creating content. Um, so Caro is the voice behind Instagram. She's there on the DMs and on the comments and sharing stories from you guys. Um, and then we have kind of a whole handful of other people. We've got, you know, support teachers and, and you know, assistant teachers in our programs. We've got um, Ryan and Bailey and Rachel who work within our Manifest and Mastery program. We have Taylor, uh, who is the co-host of our podcast and also works within some of our programs. Um, we have copywriters and ghostwriters and just phenomenal, amazing people that run this show, that run this community. And, and I am a piece. I am one person in that wider team. So I wanted to, before I dive into the topic for today, I just really wanted to take a moment to send gratitude and appreciation and recognition for those people. Um, we have not a single sacral team member in sight. We are predominantly manifestors here with a couple of projectors. So all non-sacrals, people who are genuinely, truly, like in all forms, very, very invested in this work on a personal level. Um, they show up, they work hard, they give so much of their energy to this community. And um, the fact that everything has, has run smoothly over the last couple of weeks while I have been out and will continue to do so while I'm in recovery really speaks to the level of work that these people bring to the manifesto community. So big shout out, big shout out to the manifestors and the projectors that I am just, I'm honored and I'm privileged to be able to work with. So um, as I said, I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to even record this episode. I've been on some very, very heavy pain medication and um, it makes my brain really struggle to focus on anything for longer than kind of 15 to 20 minutes. But I am seeing some growth there and I'm, I'm seeing some flexibility. So I woke up this morning and I felt like, yeah, yeah, okay, I've got some things to say. So I hope, I hope that this podcast episode that I'm bringing is going to be coherent enough for you guys to understand. And it may just be a little shorter <laughs> than normal. Who knows? I might just continue to waffle on. Um, but it felt really important to me to, to, you know, sit down with my leg propped up, my leg elevated and share this with you guys and, and bring this message across because it's, it's been sitting in my energy and it feels like the right time and and I have just enough capacity to be able to get it out to you. So let's do it. Let's let's dive in, okay? We we have spent this entire year focused on relationships. Of course, for those of you who've been hanging around and, and consuming the content, whether it's here on the podcast or on Instagram or um, even through the email list, 
relationships have been the whole focus of this year. And so we have discussed like every angle of relationships as manifestors and there's still more to go. You know, we will still continue to talk about it until the end of the year. But this has been super reflective of of my personal journey. I've mentioned a number of times here on the podcast that I am in a numerology year six, which is a year about relationships. It's all about relationships, family and home. And um, I have been through the most intensive, immersive, all-consuming, transformative, transmutative year. I did not think that the year six would land on me the way that it has. I mean, this has been one of the most pivotal years of my entire life. And and for somebody who is so invested in personal development and spiritual practices, that's really saying something, you know? I think when a manifesto says like, whoa, I've just had this really transformative experience, I mean, we mean it. We really mean it because we go through so much transformation and so much change just as a daily um, that for us to experience something on a very intensive level means it's been massive and, and it's really been um, a delineator in our lives of I was something before this and now I'm something after this. So what we've been journeying through as a community in relationships this year has been kind of me being a couple of steps ahead saying, oh, all right, I'm here I'm trying to be the line six um, of letting you into to just have access to my integrated wisdom as soon as I have it rather than getting caught up in the wound of needing to be fully embodied and fully settled and and you know fully past that thing before I share it not expecting myself to be perfect but to be able to just share the wisdom with you as I've as I've gotten it as it's settled in me as it's integrated and I've really been able to see some like beautiful impact really beautiful like rippled influence from from doing that so that's been really healing for me but um as I am like ending this year so for those of you who don't know, your numerology year runs a little bit different. So your numerology year runs from October to the following September. So what we're in right now in September is the peak of your your numerology year. It's your last month of your numerology year, whatever theme it is that you're in for the year. Um, definitely go and check out Caitlin Kerhart's work. You can even just Google this if you want to, to calculate your personal year and get an understanding of where you're at. But... Um, that means that I'm, I'm in a month six of a year six, my final month six of, of my year six. And I, you know, I've got some reflections, like this is a calibrating month. I am revisiting exactly the same themes that started in October last year. And back then they were completely new and, and so overwhelming. And I've done this year of growth and now I'm revisiting exactly those same themes again from a completely altered state. From a completely different perspective, a completely different energetic state, um, and very much like a, a healed place. So this month has brought up some really interesting stuff. There's been some really cool synchronicities. Certainly breaking my ankle has been part of that. And, and maybe once I'm a bit more clear on that, I will share the story with you guys. But one of the most profound lessons that has really landed with me is that I have spent this whole year focused on relationships on my marriage, on my friendships, on my family relationships, um, on my relationship as a parent to my children, you know, literally every relationship, my, my, my business relationships, my relationships as a boss to my staff, you know, my business collaborations, 
everything, my digital relationships, my in-person relationships, literally every single relationship in my life has been (laughs) reflected on and experienced in a new way this year. But ultimately, ultimately what I have come to at the end of this is that what I've been brought to is a deeper relationship with myself. I have deepened my self-relationship through all of this. And in you know in some moments that kind of feels like a bit of a misnomer because I'm like oh I did all this work on relationships just to come back to myself <laughs> but there's so much to be learned from this there's so much rich- richness and and this injury that I'm currently experiencing is giving me this kind of bonus winter right I'm I've got this bonus six week winter where I'm uh, completely immobile and I've lost a lot of de- uh, independence and I'm really not able to go anywhere or do much. And so it's a lot of time, a lot of time with myself to be able to go deeper within, to deepen the practices of self-relationship and self-connection that I have been learning this year. And also to just connect with my physical body and connect with myself on just a more special level. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be able to have this experience. I'm so grateful to be given this opportunity. I thought that I was kind of coming out the end, coming out the other side. And this has been a curveball. This is, you know, and this is really like thrown <laughs> an unexpected experience my way. But it, it has provided me with this container to take this kind of final deep inner winter to go deeper and deeper and deeper within that self-relationship. And I want to, I want to kind of unpack that a bit. I want to like de-layer that a little bit about, you know, why, why is this important as a manifester to work within our self-relationship? And also like, how does that even fit into this general theme of, of relationships with others? Because you know, on the surface, if all we're doing here is deepening our relationship with ourselves, why do we even need to work on relationships with other people, right? And I think that kind of mentality is so real for us as manifestors because we can go it alone and we don't necessarily need other people in the way that everybody else does. So um, it can be very easy for us to just slip into like, oh, like I'm going to skip over all the relationship work because that's hard and that's tricky and that's a little bit messy and it's triggering. And I'm just just going to come you know, skip forward to this, like, oh, it's just about my relationship with myself. Cool. I'll keep doing that. I'll keep doing that. Um, But there is a balance and it is a beautiful balance between this self-relationship and this relationship with others. So I want to look into that in this podcast episode. Yeah. At this point in time, I haven't decided what I'm going to call the podcast episode. So that's why I'm avoiding saying (laughs) I don't know. By the time the podcast episode releases, you guys, you guys will know what the title is, something around self-relationship. But look, here's the thing. We have to be, as manifestors, we have to be collaborators and we also have to be like loving relators in our relationships in this collective. And if that concept is new to you, um, go back a couple of episodes and have a listen to the new manifester episode where I, I talked in depth about this, about the future of being manifestors and what it looks like, you know, being the old version of a manifestor versus the new version of a manifestor and how so much of it is to do with now being able to collaborate to relate and to connect into the collective. It's moving from 
uh, being served as a manifester to being of service as a manifester. And in order to be able to do that, so this is a bit of a carry on, right? I, if that topic is completely new to you, I strongly recommend you pause here and go back and have a listen to that episode and then come listen further into this one because this will make a whole lot more sense. But in order for us to really step into that role of the new manifester, we need to have a very healed or healing self-relationship. We have to, right? This is, this is the gateway for us in order to be able to really accept and honor and hone and connect into that role of being the new manifester. We have to be in a journey of mastery and healing with this self-relationship. And I'm not talking about a self-relationship as a process of like, oh, well, I just, I go it alone and I do what I want and I'm a lone wolf and I'm rogue and I, you know, I'm completely independent and I need nobody. That, that is actually a very subtly misaligned place for a manifester to be. That is a manifester that is wounded, a manifester that is getting triggered by the relationships around them and is saying, well, you know what? It's just easier. It's easier to take my wounds, go into the corner, you know, lick my wounds down and just be by myself. That is not a healthy place for a manifester to be. And that's not the self-relationship that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the genuine, true, deep, exposing, confronting, compassionate and loving relationship that we need to have with ourselves. The recognition that we are a manifest soul in a human body and that comes with some complexity, that we are a non-sacral being in a sacral world that also comes with some complexity. But ultimately, you know, we are here as energetic beings in order to remember. That's what the human experience is. It's it's the delayering that brings us back to remembrance, remembrance of love, remembrance of connection, right? Remembrance of truth. That is what our self-relationship is truly about. It's kind of burrowing into these layers of ourselves to find more compassion for ourselves, to find more love for ourselves. And to do that, we need to heal. We need to heal what it is that we come across. We need to heal these things that we discover in ourselves and, in, and also in how that is being reflected in the world around us. Your relationship with yourself, your self-relationship, you, you relating to yourself, that is the ultimate relationship in your life. It needs to reach a place for us, I believe, where we realize, oh, my relationship with myself is the best relationship that I have. You know, this is magnificent. I wouldn't replace this with anything. And I love the people around me and I enjoy those relationships that I get to have with other people. But at the end of the day, like this, this is the paramount relationship. This relationship with myself, the way I relate to myself, the connection that I have with myself, this, this is the best relationship that I could ever have. And I need to foster it and nurture it and nourish it and grow it and journey through it just the same way as I do, you know, with all of these external relationships around me. But here's what I want to kind of do a little bit of teaching around. Man, I'm, I, you know, I've been talking quite a bit already. <laughs> 
let's see let's see where my focus starts to wane guys but i want to do a little bit of teaching there because there are two reasons there are two reasons why we need to really work on healing and mastering this self relationship as manifestors there are probably hundreds of reasons why but i i think that they all fit under these two main categories okay the first of them is we are the initiators. I know you're so surprised to hear me say that, right, guys? Because like I've never said that before. <laughs> I talk about this all the time. We are the initiators. That is our energetic role. That is the essence of our being. That is everything that we naturally do. You are initiating every time you are breathing. You are initiating when you are sleeping. Like you came here to be the complete, fully embodied archetype of an initiator. That is what we are as manifestors. We initiate, we begin, we commence, we catalyze, we kick off, we start, we initiate. So we must initiate things in ourselves before we can initiate outwards. This is where we start to get into kind of some like details, some nitty gritty layers of what it actually means to be an initiator. Being an initiator does not just mean that we are initiating things outwards, that we're always starting stuff, we're always beginning stuff. No, we're not. Because 80% of the time we're in a rest cycle and we're not initiating major things outwards in a conscious way. We're only doing that 20% of the time. So if that's if that's kind of the uh, expression of who we are, then in theory, we would only be expressing who we truly are 20% of the time. And that's not correct. We are the initiators, which means even when we're resting, we are initiating. But the way that we are doing that is that we are initiating ourselves first. This is why your urges as a manifest, as you start like kind of thinking about piecing this backwards, as a manifester, if you need to initiate yourself before you can initiate anything else outwards, or you are being initiated within yourself before you can then initiate it outwards, think about how this can this this impacts your urges, right? Because this is why your urges, sometimes your creative urges, are are calling you and asking you to learn something first, or heal something first, or transmute something first before you are then able to go onwards and actually initiate the practicalities of the creative urge. I think that every single one of us has had urges like that, where we receive the macro urge, right, this big overarching urge, we see the vision, and then the very first step that we've got to take is that we get kind of plunged into learning. We have to learn, we've got to research, we've got to get a new skill, we have to study something, or we have to go through an immersive healing journey. Something in us needs to heal. It needs to shift first before we are then able to actually initiate that creative urge. This is because we initiate ourselves first before we initiate outwards. This is also why 
as a typical pattern, manifestors tend to feel the energetic shifts in the collective before the rest of the collective does. And I see this play out over and over again. And I have discussions with a lot of other amazing manifestors about this exact thing that whenever we're coming up to something like a retrograde season, which we're currently in, or an eclipse season, or um, some sort of massive shift, or even just as we move from one numerology year to the next in the collective, manifestors go down first like manifestors are a good month ahead of the pack we feel the energetic shift before anybody else does we feel it on an individual level and that can really throw us because we think like whoa what is going on with me like why am I feeling this way when nobody else around me is feeling this way and then just a few weeks later or a month later we see the collective start to move through that we see everybody around us start to move through that exact thing why do you think that is? Because manifestors go first. We cannot initiate other people through their experiences if we have not first been initiated. And sometimes that can feel like being initiated by the planets, you know, by things moving around us. Sometimes that even looks like just initiating ourselves, consciously initiating ourselves. But everything, everything that you have initiated from yourself as a manifester was first initiated in yourself as a manifester. To really be able to do this in a loving, helpful, uh, kind of divine way, we need to be in right relationship with ourselves. We need to be in that healing self-relationship as a manifester otherwise the place that we are initiating from does not yield great things this is where we kind of get like manifestors behaving badly right because manifestors will will initiate from a wounded place and then you'll start seeing all of that reflected back to you right your creative urges will kind of never really have the impact that you think that they can have um you'll start seeing like triggers and projections back from other people which happens, granted, it does happen anyway, regardless how, of how aligned you are as a manifester. But when we are in that connected self-relationship, when we're in the healing of our self-relationship and we are honoring that as the most important relationship, we are initiating ourselves and therefore the way that we initiate outwards changes. Super important. The second reason why self-relationship is so important is because like all humans, we, we are at one with ourselves, right? This is the part of the human experience is having this relationship with self. And we, we actually cannot truly tap into the beauty of external relationships, relationships with other people until we are at one with ourselves. We see this, we see this chatter everywhere. We all know it to be true that you know, if we are, you know, are struggling with security, feeling secure in ourselves, then, then what we'll reflect is being jealous of other people, right? Um, if we are struggling with confidence in ourselves, then, then we'll have imposter syndrome. It's very difficult for us to really, really tap into the beautiful essence of a relationship with another person unless we are at, re at one with that relationship with ourselves. And this is because your relationships, for every single person, not exclusive to manifestors, for every single human, 
your relationships with other people are a mirror that reflect to you what is available to be worked on in yourself. It's a bouncing back. And I've talked about this on the podcast before that manifestors have an extra layer of this. So definitely go and, you know, listen to or read some of that content. But this is, this is important to understand because whatever we're seeing coming back to us from our relationships, right, whatever we feel when we are triggered by something in our relationship or something is mirrored back to us by another person and, and we have an emotion or a thought or, you know, a feeling or a reaction to that, what that's showing us is something that is available to be worked on within ourselves. If you are not connected to yourself and not compassionate to these unhealed parts of yourself, you're going to resent other people for mirroring it to you. And all of a sudden, your relationships are not beautiful. Your relationships are not this you know, source of joy and reflection and love. Your relationships are the bane of your existence. Your relationships are the places that bring you down, the places that make you angry, the places where you feel energetically tired and wiped out and they're unbalanced and you don't like them and you don't like that other person and it's hard to spend time with them. All of that comes from you not actually being connected to yourself, you not having a self-relationship where you can hold yourself through being triggered where you can hold yourself through what is being mirrored back to you in relationships. You can love other people without loving yourself. I want to I want to kind of make this distinction here as well. I think we see a lot of, you know, content flowing around um, about, you know, oh, you can't truly love other people until you love yourself. I don't buy it. I don't think that that's true. In my experience, and from what I, a lot of what I've seen of the world, you certainly can love somebody else when you don't love yourself. Often loving somebody else and being loved by somebody else gives you more access into self-love, right? Some of the most loving people I know are the ones who have struggled with self-love. Some of the times in my life where I have struggled with loving myself the most have been when I have outwardly been the most loving to other people, when I have had the most you know, depth and intensity of love for others. So I, I want to make sure that we are just diving deeper than that. We're diving deeper than, oh, you can't love others until you love yourself, because maybe that's not necessarily true. I think what is true here, though, on a deeper layer is that you cannot experience the true purpose and the absolute divine beauty of relationships with other people when you are not in right relationship with yourself. Because the purpose of relationships is to mirror. That that's the purpose. That's why we are in relationship with other people. It's to mirror. It's to reflect. It's to, it's to give us, you know, reflection into what is available to be healed in ourselves. Other people are doing that for you just as much as you are doing it for them. That's why we're in relationship with other people. That's the whole point of the human experience of being here as a collective with a whole bunch of people walking around in human meat suits. We're here to lovingly trigger each other. And we can't really tap into the divinity of that and the sacredness of that if we are not in right relationship with ourselves. So every time we're being triggered, every time we're seeing that mirroring of our wounds coming back at us, you know, we're, we're flying off the handle and it doesn't feel good because we don't know how to soothe ourselves. We don't know how to hold ourselves. We don't know how to be compassionate to ourselves. We don't know how to heal ourselves.
This is why as a manifester, it's so, so, so important to be working on that self-relationship. Those two key points, remember, we are the initiators. So we're initiating in ourselves before we initiate anything else. And then we're humans. So we're not able to really understand and experience the exquisite beauty of a relationship with another person unless we are in that self-relationship. Yeah, self-relationship is so important. And I think manifestors potentially have the most challenging self-relationship to master. (laughs) I do want to make that point clear before we wrap up. Um, I think that as manifestors, we have no guides. You know, we, we are the initiators. We go first. And so we don't really have people to guide us because nobody else has been where we've been. I, we can, there is some, I think, some exception to that in a manifestor to manifestor kind of guidance relationship. But even within that, I as a manifestor cannot guide you as a manifestor into a place that I have never been because I can't see into your energy. So you as a, a closed auric being, just like me as a closed auric being, you are initiating yourself. You are taking yourself through your own journey. And I can share insights and wisdom from my own journey. And that is really, really helpful to do. But generally speaking, as a manifester, we don't, we don't have guides. We don't have people leading the way for us because we are leading our own way for ourselves. As manifestors, we've, we've also been heavily, heavily taught to self-abandon. Really common theme for manifestors is that we are pros at self-abandoning because we've been taught that our self is wrong. And so we've never learned to be in relationship with ourselves because we're ashamed of who we are. This is as much about, you know, social conditioning as it is about, you know, family conditioning and relational conditioning and, and all those other places that conditioning comes in. But it's a very, very universal story for manifestors that we just have so many experiences of being told that who we are is wrong. And the, having desires is wrong and our energetic rhythm is wrong and our way of initiating is wrong and informing or not informing is wrong. So we've been taught to self-abandon. We have been taught the opposite of self-connection. We also carry a lot of traumas and wounding. And next year, we're going to dive further into that. That's really going to be our theme for the next year is looking at trauma. But um, at the moment, I think it's just suffice to say that most manifestors have significant trauma and we all carry core wounds as manifestors. We have a podcast episode on that, the four core manifestor wounds. Go back and have a listen if you want to. It's It can be a bit scary for us to connect to ourselves in a really intimate way because when we get inside, like, woof, like there's a lot of trauma hanging out in there and there's a lot of wounding hanging out in there. <laughs> like, I don't know that I necessarily want to deepen that relationship, right? It can be confronting for us to master that self-relationship when there is quite a lot of darkness and difficulty inside. And I think that one of the, the really curious things about us going through this journey of, of self-relationship, of self-connection as manifestors is that we don't really know what we're going to develop into as healed beings. When we're working on that self-relationship, it's so unpredictable and it's so uncertain. We don't know what we look like as a healed, self-connected being on the other side of this journey because we've never been shown. Because that example 
generally speaking, doesn't exist for us. I think that we're getting a lot more examples now. It's so beautiful seeing so many manifestors come to the forefront and use their voice and, and you know, open themselves up to being accessed in their journey. But we are as unpredictable to ourselves as we are to other people. And I think that uncertainty, you know, when we look at this on a nervous system level, plays a really big role here. Because anything that is uncertain to your nervous system is deemed as unsafe. If it's unfamiliar, it's unsafe. And so we can often be like working against our own nervous system functionality in trying to connect with ourselves further. It can seem really overwhelming, really scary. Like, you know, this is dangerous. This is terrible. I shouldn't go down this path. I shouldn't connect with myself more because I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. It's unfamiliar. It's uncertain territory. So we have some very, very real kind of challenging, um, not roadblocks, but I guess some ditches in the road for us in mastering this self-relationship. I'm not saying that this is a light journey to undertake. I'm not saying that this is an easy journey to undertake. What I am saying is that this is a fundamental journey to undertake. Work on your self-relationship regardless of whether it's hard. Work on your self-relationship as a manifesto regardless of whether it's scary. Work on your self-relationship as a manifesto regardless of whether resistance comes up to you doing that. I, after a year of journeying through this, I am now more convinced than ever that our self-relationship as manifestors is the greatest access to our power. It's the greatest access to this refined place of initiating. It's the greatest access to, you know, what we bring to the collective, right? The urges that come through us become more refined, more sacred, more powerful. Our ability to rest becomes more pure, more sweet, more gentle, more expansive. The self-relationship is the core of our whole experience as manifestors. And I think that we, we need to be willing to kind of take that dark road. It's not always going to be dark, <laughs> but I think that we need to be willing to journey into ourselves and then to really prioritize that as part of our foundational framework moving forward. I have seen this so heavily impact my relationships with other people. I've seen this so heavily impact my ability to heal and to move through things and to master things. I've seen this change the creative urges that come through me. I've seen this change the experiences that I have of rest, like journeying into my self-relationship and, and focusing on that as a priority has profoundly impacted the whole landscape of my life and the way I exist in the world, I think. Um, and, and that's been seen. You know, it, many of you have already picked up on that energetic cadence, the change in the way that I create content and the things that I'm saying. Um, and thank you to all the people who've reflected back beautiful things about that. <sighs> Master your self-relationship. Get curious about it, you know, Research the things that um, stand out to you, the tools, the, the people, the systems, the you know, places of language and knowledge and learning, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's human design, whether it's gene keys, whether it's yoga, whether it's numerology, you know, somatics, anything, it doesn't matter. 
even if that's, you know, psychology, neurobiology, it does not matter what it is as long as it gives you more connection with yourself and allows you to develop that self-relationship in a really beautiful and healing way. I think that's the greatest gift we can give to ourselves and then, you know, ultimately the greatest gift that we can give the collective as well. Okay, that's my focus 100% tapped out, guys. <laughs> I'm done. I hope I brought this very challenging concept across in a clear enough way. I hope that this was just something that landed for you in some way and was useful for you in some way. So thank you for being here and listening. Thank you for being part of this journey. Thank you for connecting with yourself. Thank you for connecting with me. Thank you for connecting with the community. Uh, we're doing really, really beautiful work here. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so honored. I'm so honored to be able to do it alongside you and to be able to bring my story and um, my teaching in a way that is useful to you all. So thank you for being here. I will catch up with you in the next episode. But of course, until then, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.